everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmas, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And by process of deduction, my dear Watson, that would make me the other co-host of the show. My name is Tenant Michael, and um, yes, Tenant Michael, I am the tenant in the building owned by James. That's right. Good summation of the whole idea of the podcast, Mike. Well done mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah. I don't know if I love the by process of deduction there, Watson, because that's from uh, that's from Sherlock Holmes, right? Yes, by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, right. who gave us. So you're kind yes. of leaving out all our listeners who you know don't read, have no interest in books, uh, have no knowledge of literature at all, which I I feel like is a fairly high percentage of our of our listeners. So mm. you might want to. I just I'm just saying you might want to tone that down going forward. Well, you know, fair enough. Apologies to any of our listeners who don't read, but uh, to those who are bookworms like myself, uh, I'm sure they'll get a kick out of it. What's if if you were trying to solve a murder, James? Mm-hmm. Which I have done. You, imagine if imagine if I was your trusty sidekick. Oh. oh, God! You know that's actually not a bad idea. You know, once in a while we go on these. Uh, adventures on certain episodes like when we mm-hmm. did the vr pool party and stuff like that yeah, that was very Some fun. kind of murder mystery where i solve the murder and you're my sidekick is a good potential idea for a future episode um but i i mean truthfully it could work if i was sort of the like lothario um mm. You know, um, like McNulty in The Wire or sort of a, a sexy version of that. And I'm out in the clubs doing drugs and like getting the dirty info and having all the sex. And you're kind of the bookworm, as you said, who's at home and breaking down the math of the case. Like you do all that kind of work. And I'm kind of in the mix, in the mud, you know, getting the info. It could work. Right. Well, let's next time we uh, the police find a, you know, brutally dismembered corpse. Let's volunteer our uh, services. Can you do that? Because that would be... Can you Can you just sort of go, hey, guys, we'd like to try. Hey, guys, we respect what you do, and we bet you could use a break. How about you let us solve this murder? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we... Yeah, if we're helping. Yeah. That'd be cool. Well, hopefully there'll be one... Uh, you know, the, soon. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that I, I'm not wishing for there to be a murder, but if there is, you know, hopefully we find out about it soon. If you're a cop and you solve a murder, that must be the best feeling in the world where you're like, yes. It honestly must be like finishing the final boss of a really hard video game. Yeah. Or, you know, um, or, or when you're, you've started, you've been dating a girl for a couple months or mm-hmm. a guy. And you're not sure are we are we you know exclusive are we a thing? And then you yeah. you've, you that date where you realize oh my god we're exclusive we're a thing yes yeah that's like solving um, it a probably murder. is that kind of feeling. Yeah. Uh, so James, I know that you're a big you love looking at the stars and thinking about other universes and other life forms that might be in the Milky Way. Um, were you excited about the um, the SpaceX launch of uh, some astronauts? to uh, visit the International Space Station over the weekend. I was, you know, uh, Elon, he's my guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's all about science, uh, making lots of money and owning people on Twitter, which is basically my ethos as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited for him. Yeah, he's putting people up in space. Uh, it's pretty cool. What did you think of it? 
Oh, I think it's a good idea, you know, to uh, keep sending people to space uh, because we've, you know, clearly uh, already solved all the issues here on Earth, and it's good to keep uh, exploring our options elsewhere. But something stuck out to me. I was um, reading about the astronauts aboard the uh, the SpaceX thing, and they're not exactly spring chickens. I noticed. Uh, I'm just going to give you their names and ages here because I so I thought astronauts had to be very young to be fit and to withstand the you know the pressures of space we have victor j glover age 44 soichi noguchi age 55 michael s hopkins age 51 and shannon walker age 55 wow good for them that's pretty cool it's like sending like i don't know a bunch of um people fully in their in the metamucil age group (laughs) that's amazing Maybe their doctors prescribe them a trip to space to help with their indigestion or constipation or or maybe impotence. Well, that's a great point. You know, I have read in sci-fi novels, characters in the novels talk about that sex in zero G gravity. Woo. Apparently it's amazing. I mean, according to the characters in these novels. Whoa. Yeah. And in the book I read, they had to be in like a contraption, a swing to, to do it. Well, I guess you, you got to be a bit freaky to be an astronaut, so that makes sense uh, to yeah. me. Yeah, well. Do you think Commander Hadfield ever got to have a mind-blowing <laughs> orgasm in space? You know, not <laughs> while he was playing guitar for kids or sure. doing a flip, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I, hmm, I mean... <laughs> boy oh boy he probably you know what i mean i don't want to get too lewd and crude here but i yeah. bet at least he did by himself right come on how long was he on the space station for six months or something of course so, he like did. a long time yeah i wonder if they have like a sign like a room where like you have to sign out when to use the masturbation room and he and like the mm. russian cosmonauts had to like i don't know draw <laughs> straws to like <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, I hate to, again, I'm getting really disgusting here right off the top. We might be really turning off legions of new listeners here, but... Yes, I agree. You know, there's no gravity up there. So yeah. say you squeeze a toothpaste tube. Okay. That toothpaste just goes flying around. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is, I don't know, be careful if you're doing stuff to yourself on the <laughs> space station, because <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? It's it, Stuff's flying around. Yeah, you wouldn't want to like be walking around and you just like accidentally walk into your buddy's, uh, you know what? Yeah, it's like it's like a week later and you're yeah. sort of walking down along, or I guess floating along the space station, and then yeah, kind of a weird thing smashes into your eye and you're going, Ah, oh, Craig, Christopher, Jeez, man, this is not why I signed up for space program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, someone left a Maxim magazine around and I, you know, got carried away. You see a Maxim magazine floating around, followed by some <laughs> semen in the air. Uh, imagine It's a that. thing to think about. Mm. Yeah. You know, I also thought it, with Elon Musk, um, you know, he has plans to make a city on Mars and... Mm-hmm. But he's got this this wicked sense of humor, and don't you think you know you know maybe in twenty years there'll be some dome on Mars with people in it, and mm-hmm. it'll be the big unveiling, and then I just feel like it'll be this you know important moment for humankind, and mm-hmm. and then he's going to work in some kind of four twenty or sixty nine joke, like he'll call it the oh god sixty nine weed dome or something, because <laughs> he does have a bit of a. 
a cheeky sense of humor mm-hmm. and you know he does he's he's been on you know recorded on camera smoking a damn joint i wouldn't put it past yeah, him with to do something silly yeah yeah i wonder something if grimes gets angry at him for for not taking things uh, seriously you know on a day-to-day level I wanted to ask you, James, are you watching the new season of The Crown that just dropped on Netflix? It's it's um about the 80s, so it, it charts, uh, I guess, the relationship of Princess Diana and Prince Charles and also Margaret Thatcher. And there's probably a bit of Phil Collins, Pet Shop Boys, New Order, mm-hmm. uh, Depeche Mode. You see, so half of the show is about... Um, Go, you know, the palace intrigue. Yeah. The other half is showing the workshop where they made all the spitting image puppets. <laughs> and you see how ten- like there's a whole drama going on there about like this this Charles puppet isn't good enough. Do it again. And there's you know, all sorts of uh, My dad on a trip to England bought and brought home a <laughs> Prince Charles spitting image <laughs> head. No joke. And I loved it as an eight-year-old or whatever. <laughs> did you used to play with it and do a voice and be like, look yeah, at me, I'm Prince Charles. I did. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. that's very interesting. I have not been watching The Crown, mm. but were you saying earlier Gillian uh, Anderson plays Margaret Thatcher? Yes. The the lovely and talented Gillian Anderson plays Margaret Thatcher. And I got to say, even though I'm not a fan of Margaret Thatcher's <laughs> legacy. You're not? I'm a fan of Gillian Anderson, so I'm finding myself, you know, uh, simultaneously uh, attracted to and repelled by her screen presence. I don't know what to do, and I'm sure uh, that is exactly what a lot of adolescent boys are going through right now. Yeah, I wonder if people, it's causing people to rethink their, you know, opinion of of Margaret Thatcher. And, you know, you see Gillian Anderson play her and you go, huh, maybe I am attracted to to iron uh, the iron lady it's like if you got um i don't know who's a really hot guy like uh if you got oh well uh, the rock if you got the rock to play to play, to play john major <laughs> to play john major sorry yes john major uh, plays uh is played by the rock or tony blair mm-hmm. john major maybe a better one if you absolutely i would love to see the rock take on that to you know Mm-hmm. that character um well that's interesting i, I definitely am gonna have to check out the crown yeah wow. it's, it's really good um can't recommend it enough but yeah the margaret thatcher thing is a bit of a, a quandary bit of a curveball yeah wow so james we talked about pop culture and outer space mm. exploration um how was your week Uh, My week's not been too bad. Thank you for asking. Um, Listeners know since COVID started, it's, you know, it's been tough, especially on the old pocketbook uh, in terms of work, like probably for a lot of you guys. Um, It's tough times, isn't it? I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, I have like a lot of expensive habits we don't have to get into. Um, You know, I I have a lot Mm -hmm. of OnlyFans subscriptions. Um, I'm uh, buying a lot of uh, Amazon wish list products for my favorite adult stars that takes up quite a bit of uh, a bit of time and, and money. So, oh, you, do that. you know, I, what's that? You do that. I, I've heard of that, but I don't know anyone who does. Oh, yeah. That. A lot of cool guys do it. Um, okay. Yeah. Just you just buy something on their on their Amazon uh, wish list there. Help them out. Um, but anyway, yeah, it takes a lot of money. So I've been trying to look up some new ways to get a bit of do re me toward me. Um, as you know, I'm a something of an entrepreneur. I've definitely yeah. uh, introduced a lot of new products. Um, since we've been doing you make this shark. You make the 
the sharks on Shark Tank look like uh, uh, goldfish. Minnows. Minnows. Oh, what were you going to say? Goldfish. Goldfish. Okay, that too. Or koi fish. You make the sharks from Shark Tank look like koi fish. Oh, that's good. I would love that on a t-shirt if anyone's listening who, you know, can do that. Anyway, so I've, um, lo and behold, I dug into my brain and Mm -hmm. actually came up with a new venture that I am thrilled to announce. It's going to be a good moneymaker and it's going to make a lot of people really happy this Christmas season. It's going to make children happy, which is a big, important thing for me. I love kids a lot. And um, I would love, I actually have just cut an ad with a professional editor and producer um, for this new venture. And I'd love to premiere it right here on the pod mess, if that's all right. Absolutely. By all means, James, you know, me, pod, uh, a soup, pod, pod, this is, we've shared this podcast together is what I'm trying to say. Let's hear your darn ad. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Tell me, have you been a good boy or girl or non-binary? Nothing says Christmas like the old tradition of sitting on Santa's lap at the mall. But believe it or not, some people are trying to end that tradition because of the supposed risk of COVID-19. Ho, 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 what are they thinking? What has happened to common sense? Looks like the medical heads ruined Christmas for everyone. Until now, introducing Santa's Freedom Village, where the freedom to sit on Santa's lap is back. Please, sir, tell me more. We've rented out all the rooms at a discount Etobicoke motel and absolutely filled it with mall Santas. Every single room in this hotel has a mall Santa ready and waiting to be sat on for a reasonable fee. Wonderful. And these are professional Santas? Some are. And some are ex-army, the underemployed, or just guys looking to get back on their feet. But they all offer the classic full-contact Santa experience. They even speak a variety of languages, especially English and Croatian. Izvizno, that's Croatian for excellent. But where can customers find it? Since Santa's Freedom Village does violate some draconian social distancing laws put in place as part of Trudeau's globalist Great Reset agenda, we can't give out the address. But to find it, simply take Highway 427 north to the Renforth exit, head west for six kilometers, and pull over under the second highway off-ramp you see. A man in a blacked-out van will approach you. Just say the password, Jingle, to him. He will put you and your child in the van and take you both to Santa's Freedom Village. That sounds fantastic. Once there, you can choose the basic package, the deluxe package, or the extreme package. Then enjoy the greatest of all Christmas traditions. A good, long, sit on Santa's lap. Rejoice, all. The spirit of Christmas is back. Ho, ho, ho. He's right. Hop on, kids. Please note that pets are not allowed. The children will not have access to a toilet. We cannot stress that enough. Please ensure that your children do their business beforehand. While we firmly believe in not enforcing a COVID test, these Santas have been tested for hepatitis and we expect results back soon. Payment in Bitcoin only. So, yeah, there we go. Um, Excuse me, I got a cough. Yeah, it's uh, I'm really excited about this Santa's Freedom Village. I know so many people who are pissed off that we can't, you know, be sitting on Santa's lap. They're sick of the masks. They're sick of this BS from the media. And I think, (coughs) excuse me, and I think this is going to be really exciting for people out there. And I'm pumped. And I think it's going to make a lot of money, too. Oh, yeah, I can see it working. Um. Hey, James, can I ask, um, do you have uh, a good lawyer by any chance? 
I have many. Well, good, because you're going to need them when uh, you get sued by parents whose kids pass away from catching COVID from these... Here we go. These unsavory Santas. Another medical head chiming in with his opinion because he read it on Twitter. Give me a break, Mike. It's a kid sitting on Santa's lap. We've been doing this for 100 years. James, I will fully admit I do not have a doctorate in medicine, okay? Everyone knows that. I've I've never claimed that. But putting innocent kids whose immune systems are not as fully developed as adults oh, here we go. on the knees and, and laps of just these ra- this ragtag bunch of Santas, people getting back up on their feet, what are you getting at with that? I don't. It just sounds like a recipe for What I'm for getting disaster. at is the spirit of freaking Christmas, man. Children should not meet men from Croatia. Dude, look. We're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. And if you have a problem with it, I don't really give a damn. Okay. Santa's Freedom Village is happening. It's going to kick ass. We're going to make a bunch of money. We're going to make put some smiles on kids' faces. Hmm. All right? And I'm excited about this. I bet 99% of our listeners, except the damn nerd ones, are excited too. Well, I would just like to officially announce in case any, you know, in the future, some investigators or police are listening to this podcast. I have zero, nothing, nada to do with uh, Santa's Freedom Village. So, That's, you know, you've got... I, I couldn't agree more. You've got children's blood on your hands. <sighs> oh, give me a break. The amount of times I've heard that in my life. Anyway, uh, how was your week, Mike? Well, um, my week I also spent... Um, thinking about Christmas, but not in the not in the same way you've been doing. I'm not trying to put anyone's life at risk. Rather, I am in the planning stages for putting together a Christmas song. That's right. What? I like many greats. I'm talking about Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, Mariah Carey, George Michael. Huh. I am looking to become uh, a Christmas singer and to have one of those hit songs that makes the playlist every year and earns me tons of money but also brings a lot of joy to people right so i'm i've been putting together some a melody i have the you know just like a skeleton melody and i have an idea for the lyrics and my goal is to closer to christmas to actually record the song and premiere it on this very podcast oh my god well so you 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 this is your idea to make a a christmas Song that you think song. will bring joy to people. Wow. Don't you love Christmas? Uh, There's nothing as nice as a Christmas song, you know? Yeah, maybe from Mariah Carey or uh, a British supergroup, but not you. So so what's this about? Like, what's the song about? Santa Claus or something? No, it's not about Santa Claus. Thank you very much. Uh, you, you have a one-track Christmas mind, it appears. Um, so there are two elements so far. I have a bit of a, a riff in mind that I imagine being played by flute and I have oh some my God. some lyric ideas or like a, a premise for the lyrics. Um, would you like to hear the riff? Yeah, sure. So it goes like, it's like, um, now this is just in the planning stages, but it's something like like that uh-huh. at the beginning. And the lyrics are sort of about, now this is interesting. It sort of came to me um, when I was just drinking my morning coffee, the image of a man sleeping in a bed, right? I don't know mm-hmm. who he is, don't know wh- what he's been through, where he's going, but he's asleep and he's dreaming 
of a gigantic candy cane. Right? Okay. It's a bit of a weird image, I know, and it's it's it made me gasp when I thought I thought of it, and I had to put down my coffee because my hand started shaking. But I hope to build uh, some sort of you know lyric structure based on this image, and uh, it's very striking to me. Just a man lying in bed, and just he sees this gigantic candy cane sort of bearing down on him, almost like th- in an ominous way. So. This is the this is what your Christmas song is about a guy seeing a giant candy cane. A man between the ages of I guess 35 and 50 who's asleep in a bed and yes, he's just he's like he feels threatened by I think or maybe um the candy cane is coming to help him. I have to work it out, you see. Well, I mean we're certainly eager to to hear. I mean all I know is that. Wow, the, Mike! The I'm end, sure you have another silent night on your hands. <laughs> All I know is at the end, I believe he gets to to, if not eat the candy cane, he gets to lick it a bit. Oh, so glad there's a happy ending. Yeah. Hey, aye, aye. Well, oof, so man, stay I tuned, know. listeners, for uh, what's guaranteed to be a future classic. Yeah, quote unquote. Yikes, Mike. Well, okay, I guess we'll see what happens with this Christmas carol. Just what the world needs after getting through COVID. Um, I actually, I know you're being facetious, but I think you're, I think you're right. Hmm. Um, We should let everybody know, Mike, that we have a Patreon. We do. And you don't have to go to the North Pole. You don't have to go to a strange motel. To uh, to find it, all you need to do is go on your computer, patreon.com slash landlordtenant, and you will be able to give as much as you are comfortable with. That's right. And we do, uh, if you do, you get a bonus episode every month. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you already do that, thank you so much. And if you can't, that's fine. If you could rate and review. I said that very uh, seemingly um, sort of passive aggressively that's fine you but it really is me of fine. jim carrey when you did that doing like one of his big characters that's fine <laughs> um it really is fine though but you could rate and review as it would be helpful thanks everybody uh well why don't we take a break and come back with our guest It's the time for the most exciting part of the show. It's guest time, everybody. Our guest this week is the comedian, actor, and podcaster Chris Locke, who is an old friend of the show and also a friend of, of James and, and myself in real life also. And Chris is joining us this week from a room in his home on Toronto's beautiful West Side. Welcome back to the show, Chris. Good to see you. <laughs> Wipeout. Oh, God. <laughs> Wow. Well, you always know you're going to get something a little bit off the wall when we have Chris on the show. (laughs) Wipe out. (laughs) Now, Chris, um, I've been hearing from a lot of our listeners on Twitter, on Instagram, on Parlay. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it pronounced Parlor or Parlay? I think it's Parlor. I think it's Parlor. I think it's Parlay. Social media. 
Yeah, parlay. It's, it's parlay because anyway, they're, they're talking. They're parlaying yeah. to each other. Ideas. Right. Important ideas. So they've been saying, you got to get Chris back on the pod. You got to get Chris back on the pod. And I'm saying, hey, we love Chris, but why? What's up? And they're saying this because apparently last night you tweeted, um, and I'm just going to find your tweet here. You tweeted, I am going to go crazy. Oh, and we want to know yeah. what's mm-hmm. going on. Why are you going to go crazy? What's up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forgot. I just have no filter on social media. I'm very impulsive. I will give you the backstory to that. Uh, over all of these months of being in a pandemic and being on social media all the time, and, you know, like the way politics are going in both countries and all around the world. Um, I do think that I'm going fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so you were That's joking. what I meant by that. Yeah. Right. Okay. You got the, uh, the COVID cuckoos. <laughs> COVID cuckoos. <laughs> and so, Chris, you're spending uh, yeah, so COVID. Let's like... Think of my brain as a 1960s surfer dude. I think I'm going to wipe out pretty soon. <laughs> Do you think and Chris? Was, oh, go ahead, James. Sorry, Mike. I was just going to say um, it probably it must be helping, though, that we're here in Canada where it's just starting to get very dark and cold for the winter and we're not allowed to go a- anywhere out of the house. And I think you live with some kids and cats um, yeah, you live with some kids, sure, don't you? Chris? I'm sure that must help. Yeah, I share my apartment with some kids <laughs> and some cats. <laughs> yeah, there's basically I describe it like this: there's tons of stuff for me to trip on in this uh, house I live in. But yeah, I think you, James, and probably Mike. I mean, don't deny it. We all suffer from SAD, don't we? Sad seasonal is- affective disorder. Right. It's or, when, uh, or, I, or as I prefer to say, seriously awesome dicks. <laughs> we suffer from both. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> but it is harder to use the seriously awesome dicks when you're seasonally affected disorderly in the mind because it's so dark and gloomy out. And let's not forget that I tweeted that I'm going to go nuts last night at the end of a two-day bleak, dark gray, almost black two days <laughs> Freezing cold with flurries and windstorms that likes Ontario has never seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm inside with two kids that I know of. So what does Chris Locke going crazy look like? What what do you see yourself doing, saying, being? I'm a, can, can I just can I give my answer to that question? Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining it's like a funnier version of The Shining. Because, Chris, you're a comedian, you're imaginative, but unlike Jack Nicholson's character, uh, he, he wasn't those, he wasn't funny. Do you see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Now that I think back onto the ten times I've seen The Shining, he's not being very funny all of those times. No. <laughs> yeah, well, like, writing- I mean, the Here's Johnny thing is not really... You know what I mean? That's kind of the kind of thing you'd see at an oh, open mic. Did the you tenth know that- time I've seen The Shining, by the the tenth time I saw him say, "Here's Johnny," I thought, "No, this is hack now." Mm. <laughs> but did you guys know that I'm? I don't know how 
recently you, you've rewatched The Shining, but they've actually updated that line yeah. uh, for streaming services and like new the new Blu-ray pressing yeah. of The Shining. So they've updated that line to mm-hmm. reflect the current uh, late night landscape. So depending on which ish, like which version you get, he'll be like, "Here's John Oliver," or he'll be like, um, <laughs> "Here's Trevor Noah." This time from home. I'm surprised they have a John Oliver version because this Here's Johnny actually still works. Uh, it was a contractual thing. I mm. heard that uh, for the streaming services, they're updating the version of the 1980 version of The Shining as well. Now, to, when he breaks down the door and then uh, Shelley Duvall looks through the crack of the door like, huh, where is he? And what she sees is he's in a carpool karaoke with James Gordon. <laughs> 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 and James Corden is hugging him and kissing him and loving him so much and just being as nice as pie. I can't believe I'm here with Jack Nicholson. <laughs> that was really good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm here with Jack Nicholson. My parents raised me. They love me so much. I've never was spanked. I'm the nicest man. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had beef with anybody. (laughs) But I've eaten a lot of beef. See my tummy? (laughs) Do you know that James Corden in real life did have beef with Sir Patrick Stewart? And they had like a public public spat because I think in an award show, uh, James Corden was like drunk and he insulted Patrick Stewart. They've since made up, but it's like there is a video on YouTube where they're like, it's very, uh, very testy between them. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. How do you insult Sir Patrick Stewart? I know! <laughs> I know! I know, it's like, you know, if you want to insult Riker or Data or Geordie LaForce, sure, yeah, sure. How about it, how But about you it? don't insult the captain. Yeah, as soon as you said that Corden actually had beef with Sir Patrick Stewart, I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Hold up, hold up. <laughs> I know, it's like, you just don't. You just don't do that. <laughs> so, there was... Can I give the, the background to their their fallout? I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, you so. know a lot. Okay. I would love to know this story. <laughs> I'm on a website called Lad Bible, which listeners of the show will know. We, we always uh, reference and we love it. And um, Lad Bible. Lad Bible. And uh, it was the <clears throat> the Glamour Woman of the Year Awards a few years ago. And James Corden apparently was bombing as a host. Then Patrick Stewart got up on stage and said, When the presenters are up here and when the recipients are receiving their awards, don't stand at the back of the stage with your hands in your pockets looking around as though you wished you were anywhere but here. And then Corden said, Oh, you couldn't be more wrong, sir. You couldn't be more wrong, genuinely. And if it looked like that, I'm sorry, but when you come up and present an award, just fucking get on with it. <laughs> wow, I actually wow. like James Corden's diss, but I'm still on the side of Sir Patrick I- Ian Gordon Stewart, or whatever his name is. <laughs> and then Patrick Stewart said, from where I was sitting, I can see your belly, and that was there, over at the back of the room. <laughs> <clears throat> now that's fatophobic, wow. sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, engage. 
<laughs> Engage dry wit. <laughs> <laughs> dry wit. Engage. Mr. Data. I've been watching a lot of TNG lately. Um, I would oh love God, to have Aaron really Eves. is a lad Bible. <laughs> sorry, Mike just sent the link. There really is a lad Bible. I'm sorry to your listeners that I didn't oh, yeah. know. That's no, awesome. don't worry. Chris, did you yeah. um did you apply to be the Philadelphia cream cheese angel this this past uh was it I guess the uh the autumn because they just re they announced who the new one is. You know what? They had the uh videos uh earlier on in like uh the auditions videos they were taking uh, on Twitter like early on in like this before the spring maybe like February or something. Uh. before all this shit went down. Uh, I sent one in. I crudely made it in two seconds with my phone, but I still think that it was the best, and it was really good. And uh, yeah, I think they blew it. I don't know. Did you have like a on. catchphrase or anything? I can't remember. I'd have to find it and look at it. But no. But I like, did you so. bring anything to the role that was unique to you? Well, I kind of broke the fourth wall, and I kind of acted okay. like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Oh, that so you were might sort of... be why you didn't get the gig mm-hmm. but the thing is is that is what's good about it is that it's different imagine the headline if you had been selected and they were like uh, based on your audition they were like Philadelphia cream cheese makes history by hiring the first mentally ill male angel yeah well that's <laughs> I feel like that's kind of what I was going for <laughs> <laughs> yeah the this is the new I, philly okay. cream cheese angel hashtag i found the Bell video if talk. you guys want to i found the video if you guys want to hear it do you guys want to hear it yeah yeah okay hold on okay um okay i gotta take my headphones off for a sec okay okay this is what i said in the video i didn't i don't remember but and what do you look? What do you look like in the video? Just so the listeners can uh, picture it. I have shag. I'm I'm bald on top. I got shaggy, <laughs> shaggy um, sideburns and a fuzzy mustache, and I look tired as hell. <laughs> and the lighting's not good. And this is what I say. This is what I say. All right. Hello, everyone. My daughters woke me up very early this morning, and I thought, well, now's my chance. To audition to be the Philadelphia cream cheese angel man that everybody's looking for. That sits up on a cloud and tells everyone to eat cream cheese all the goddamn time. (laughs) I'm really excited and I think that I should have the role and it could last years and years and I could make so much money doing it. And I think that I would be excellent for it. Anyways, here's my audition. Hey, what's up? I love being an angel and eating cream cheese. Let me spread it on my knife. And reach down and spread it on your bagel, you plebes. You're looking up at the heaven going, ah, what? Save me. No, no, not yet, but have some cream cheese. I love you. <laughs> That's good. That's really That's good. good. It's original. Um, they play it safe. All, like, what, what have we learned through these last like eight nine months of the pandemic political Mm. upheaval riots protests murders crazy unpredictable weather what have we learned the world is chaos everybody is on the brink of uh insanity 
Why are we playing it safe with our TV shows and our cream cheese commercials these days? Why are we booking comatose goddamn idiots that nobody can relate to all the time, (laughs) right? Don't you think they should have taken a risk and, like uh, Mike said, hired a mentally ill man? Well... (laughs) I, I, I do stand behind that what I said earlier. You know, no 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 shade against the new you know, the person they hired. I think she's wonderful, but it would have been nice, I can't lie, uh, to see a tired, um, sort of angry <laughs> um sort of antagonistic man playing 42 year old man 42 year old man playing the philadelphia cream cheese angel i like the idea i like the idea of seeing chris as the philly cream cheese angel like on a cloud kind of pissed off like where's the fucking cream cheese we run out of fucking cream cheese you know like i i like i like the idea of that who left this out of the fridge all night i don't want garlic tinged flavored i want classic cream cheese no light cream cheese i want the classic just thick ass cheese cream cheese none of this herbs and garlic shit (laughs) you know what'd be funny too if you're like on a cloud and then you're like yo and you realize that you can actually get take your knife and and scoop some of the cloud and spread that on a bagel yo the cloud is fucking cream cheese (laughs) (laughs) i don't uh, i gotta say i don't know who they picked either i saw that they announced somebody but i wasn't paying attention so no shade to the new cream cheese philly angel either but i just imagine that they are not as wild and fun as i am I would have liked to have seen, had you, and once again, no shade against the lady, the young lady they picked. It's a lady. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I would have loved to have seen you as the Philadelphia cream cheese angel with all of your, uh, you know, playing this character who suffered from mental and emotional problems, um, a little angry, (laughs) tired as hell. um, But, you know, you can not only help spread cream cheese on earthlings bagels you could be an avenging angel with that <laughs> knife you could stop someone maybe from committing a crime um you could intervene you know what i mean what if chris yeah. went back in time as the angel and killed hitler <laughs> what if chris as an angel he would have right time travel abilities he goes back in fucking time and kills fucking hitler hold Yo, up hold up hold chris. up hold up hold up hold up hold up hold up you say yeah. I go back yeah. in time and kill fucking Hitler as the fucking Philly cream cheese angel. As the fucking Philly cheese cream angel. <laughs> hold up, hold up. No, what I would like to do is like a demon tries to tries to get onto one of the clouds to steal oh, cream no. cheese. A, yeah. A tub, yeah, to try and steal a tub of cream cheese. And it's to a bring creepy it demon to- with like a long dick. <laughs> Yeah, and like a second face where his ass should be. <laughs> Go ahead, and, uh, and he's trying to steal a tub of cream cheese to take back down to hell. And I grab him by the throat and I stick the, the cream cheese knife into his gut and rip it open. And his blood and guts come spilling out of his stomach. And I go, this is what you get for fucking being a sinner. (laughs) And then as you cut it open, it's red cream cheese comes out of him. Yeah, and as he's dying and gasping, he goes, I thought angels were supposed to be nice. I go, no cream cheese for you. 
<laughs> bitch, <laughs> bitch, say hi to hell again. And then, and then you would see we'd see the Philadelphia cream cheese logo slowly fade in on the screen. And the stuff they get from out of that demon is actually smoked salmon cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Yum yum yum. I I find that to be the most repulsive cream cheese flavor. And I oh, love I smoked love salmon. And I love, I love bagels. It. You're crazy, actually. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> so I actually love bagels, cream cheese with locks. Yes. And salmon. Yes. Capers, the real stuff. All that. Yeah. But they have infused that into all a flavor in one little tub of cream cheese. Yeah. Well, they tried. It doesn't taste. It just tastes weird in my. No, it doesn't taste opinion. weird. It's good. It mm. sounds like it would taste like some weird sort of science poison. I yeah. don't know what's in it, but it is good. Yeah. Read the side. Have you guys ever had locks? You know, yeah. there's smoked salmon, but there's also locks. Yes. Yeah. I don't know the difference. Smoked salmon is cooked from smoking it, I think, and lox is cured. Okay. I've had both, and I like both. Wasn't paying attention. I ate too fast, I guess. <clears throat> they went, this is actually lox and bagels and cream cheese. <laughs> What's next? <clears throat> and my parents went, Christopher, that was all our money. We spent all of our money on that. <laughs> Your dad didn't even get some. I didn't even get some. Your sister didn't even get to have any. I want more. I want more. I'm hungry. Feed me. Christopher, I work so hard to make money to buy a big chunk of locks and smoked salmon for our family. That's all we have. And you ate it all. And then they laid down a big plate of sausages. And I, and my dad went, okay, now, Christopher, now, at least some of these sausages are for the rest of your... And I went, that's it. Christopher. You keep eating everything we order at Channy Fad- Fadwick. Uh, remember that restaurant, guys? It's still there. Oh. oh. DuPont and, uh, oh boy, I want to say Shaw? No. No, no, no it's past Bathurst. Talon. <laughs> East of Bathurst. The reason why I thought of that restaurant is I, fa- I feel like bagels, locks, and a big sausage beside it would be like a signature dish at that place. Mm. <laughs> but they put a sausage in the, in the hole in the bagel. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a toad in the hole? No, that's a toad. No, that's uh, toad's in kind of the, the Yorkshire hole. pudding. Oh, which imagine is very you're, good. Imagine you were having sex with a woman, and she said, "Oh, you're giving me the old toad in the hole." <laughs> oh, I love it if you gave me a nice toad in the hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Just bang her right in a Yorkshire pudding. Be gentle, I've got a bit of the consumption. <laughs> you know what I heard? I heard the, an Australian slang term for a horny person, because uh, to, to root, R-O-O-T, is to have sex in Australian stra- uh, slang. Nice. And if someone's known for being horny, they're called a root rat. That's a root good. rat. <clears throat> you know what I really like, what I know of Australia? Because I'm a real punky, garage rocky kind of guy, and they have the best bands and scenes right now, but I also, like, the attitude is so 
abrasive and like who gives a shit i feel like australia is like a punk version of canada i'm a fucking root rat and if you have a problem with it fuck off <laughs> fuck right off we're all root rats and we like to rock there's oh, about 70 cases of covid in melbourne <laughs> <laughs> i started fuck off I started watching last week this show on the Discovery Channel called Aust- Aussie Gold Hunters. Have you guys seen this? No. It's about these gold hunters. Picture the stupidest, dirtiest men with the fewest teeth, and they're all they're all like white guys who are like like decades of being sunburned, and they're just out playing in the dirt in the outback looking for gold, and they're always like. All they ever find is like a tiny nugget, and they like they dance and hug each other. When like, what? Well, that's a nugget. I'll find a nugget. <laughs> roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, roll credits. We got a nugget. <laughs> it's uh, a yeah, good so show. Nice. That's yeah. so nice. I'll look out for it. Aussie hog hunters. <laughs> <laughs> Aussie root rats tonight on the Discovery <laughs> Channel. You're just yeah. a dirty root rat. I like Tonight, Jamie learns. Is, is it called rooting? Like, I don't really get that. Like the root of a tree? I think so. And what? The, the, the soil is the other person? The soil is the woman. The root is the man who's planted in. The so- I, I don't. It doesn't really track when you think about it. And I'm not Australian. And a rat is dirty. Oh, Yes. Um, I'll tell you guys what I've been learning a bit about today, just for my own kicks. Okay. If if you're interested, unless I'm hijacking the show. No, please. <laughs> no, please. Your radio show. Um, it does feel like we're in a morning zoo show this episode so far. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? <laughs> Chris, Mike, and James in the morning on 102.1. The right edge. now, I'm going to give you the uh, traffic situation outside. It's very dark, and everyone is... Sitting in their cars, they've turned the engines off, and they are—they have their heads in their hands. They don't know—I don't know what they the would, next few months hold in store. Beep beep. Hey, fuck I think it'd be—I think it'd be like this. It'd be like, <laughs> all right, now let's check in with traffic. It's slow. Okay, it's slow. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no. And there's monkey time with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so Pamela Anderson's in the news again. <laughs> what also, going on in here? I wanted to do your <laughs> away yeah. from the mic trick. I like that. So yeah. Pamela Anderson had another uh, wardrobe malfunction, and we'll talk about that right after we play this message about um, the local suicide hotline because it's okay to talk about your feelings. <laughs> A message to you, Rudy. <laughs> So we wanted to send a message to Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Dude, just give up. You're a clown. <laughs> yeah, you're a freaking clown, dude. I mean, I like your politics, don't get me wrong. This is a right-wing show, but just give it a rest. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, is there like a supercut on, there must be like a YouTube supercut just showing what different... Like abrasive, Stingers. like morning zoo shows how they all reacted to nine eleven. Like oh I would my love god. to hear them trying to be dignified and respectful. I'm sure, they got very serious. Oh my god, that'd be I'm, amazing. I'm sure like there's just a guy named like the fart who broke down on like live <laughs> on the mic. 
Duncan the Fart in the Morning. <laughs> uh, actually, a very serious episode of Duncan the Fart today. Um, 9-11 happened today. Uh, very sad. Cut that out. You know, I've watched... Yeah, the, you uh, go- the stingers are still pre-programmed. <laughs> well, guys, we're kind of not in the joking mood this morning. Uh, if you're watching the... News. Uh, all right, <laughs> guys. Cool. What it with kind the, of with fucked the sound up tour is this? <laughs> Pussy clap. <laughs> like it's like what's his name? <laughs> Earl the Squirrel. Oh god. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> like he's like um yeah with the sidekick chimes in. Osama bin farting. No, Gary, not right now. Yeah, maybe if. We do find out that Osama bin Farden is behind this. We'll make that joke, but I'm just not too sure what the heck is going on right now. It's chaos down there. <laughs> um, they're oh they're calling themselves Al Qaeda, and we've we've been making the joke that they're actually called Al Quifa, but um, we're we're not going to be saying that today. Um, of the seriousness, because none of us know how this is going to end, and we could all die. You know. Uh, this is very serious. I'd just like to um, publicly apologize to Gary, the mentally deficient guest we sometimes have on the show. Uh, I, I do truly appreciate you as a friend, and I'm sorry for all those mean pranks I pra- played on you. We prank you because we love you, Gary. Uh, <laughs> we just got news in that Gary's father is actually uh, working in the Wall Street District. Uh, and yeah, so we're just going to play a little song called uh, by the safaris here called Wipeout. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, while we try to collect ourselves. I've been <clears throat> learning for some reason about the uh, Greek god Dionysus. Oh, like yes. Oh, he's a goodie. He's a good he's one. awesome, dude. Yeah. He's awesome. He's not exactly what you'd call an introvert who stays in and, you know, goes on Reddit. He, if you lived in modern day Canada, he would be at the club. He'd be probably at Oasis, the Orgy Club in Toronto. Mm -hmm. He'd love Mm -hmm. King Street. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd love wine. He loves wine. He'd be probably a member of a wine club. Yeah. And I would love wine too. If uh, I would do everything that uh, Dionysus was doing in. Toronto, if we didn't have COVID, my God. Yeah, he's the god of wine and, uh, yeah, it's uh, partying, basically. And he had, like, this psychotic gaggle of uh, primitive wood nymphs that followed him around and partied all the time and, like, killed animals with their bare hands. And this one one king uh, didn't believe that he was a god because he was, like, one of the last gods to ever be added. To the uh, to the goddessry of Mount Olympus, uh, and the king didn't believe him, so he he made the guy go crazy and wander off into the woods. And then his wild nympho crazy psycho nature girls ripped him limb to limb. Damn! So he got savage too, and that's why he's 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 full of love and joy and partying and uh, like you said, an excess and partying. But because he's also the god of wine, 
What happens when you drink too much wine? You get hungover. Red well, lips. Yeah, but you could get really drunk and you can get violent and crazy. Oh. So he's also known as this unpredictable sort of savage violent oh, guy no. as well. Is Dionysus the one who stood at the top of um of Mount Olympus one time famously and said, It's wine o'clock bitches? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He actually started all those aprons that, you know, are like, it's wine time, girl. <laughs> yeah, it's weird those. that he's like this big macho giant god. And uh, yeah, it should be like, too bad they didn't have whiskey back then. You know what I mean? Mm. Right, he, right. I feel like if, if, if they had whiskey, they'd be like, no, 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 wait. He's the god of whiskey. <laughs> Imagine the god of whiskey, I, like, my name's... Doug, I'm the god of uh, fucking whiskey. <laughs> yeah. And divorce. Divorce and whiskey. God I'm Esius. next cop. No, I, Doug I, Esius. <laughs> yeah. I retired from the force a few years ago, and now I'm a god of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, Doug Esius, the god of... Uh, come here, sit down, kid. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Esius. <laughs> I'm going to teach you some stuff. I'm going to tell you the ropes. Chris, do you have that? Um, you mentioned the other day that there was a funny uh, ancient quote where a guy was making fun of Pythagoras. Do you have that thing? Uh, do you have it around? I could get it in two seconds. Yeah, it was Her- Heraclitus. One For Mississippi, some reason, two Mississippi. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Sure, we can build up all the excitement for Chris it. Chris is stepping away from the mic, and it's just you and I now, Michael. <clears throat> James, we haven't. I don't think we've really talked that much. About Greek gods during the course of, of this podcast. This might be the first Greek god conversation we've had on the pod mess. Right. So if uh, talking- any attentive listeners uh, think no otherwise, please tweet us. Yeah, <clears throat> Looking at you, reason, uh, at Duncan, I don't know. <laughs> for some reason, I love? have been all about getting into the ancient Greek stuff and really knowing it. Not just like, you know how you kind of, you learn it in school, but it's like you... You don't really dive in, dive in, yeah. you know? I don't think so I, I learned I really anything. like it. I really like it. I didn't know anything. I was never taught anything about ancient Greece or Greek gods. The entire, like, uh, elementary school and high school process, I didn't learn a goddamn thing. That's true. <laughs> I know. I remember, I remember, yeah. Well, for me, also, like, we we learned some stuff, but I was also skipping class all the time to get high Ooh, and Ooh, okay, drunk. so you were a bad boy. I really was, yeah. <laughs> what kind Dionysus. of trouble were you getting into, Mister? I would just skip school. I would just. Skip and school. what were you doing? I was uh, uh, doing all the girls. Chris, you got to stop skipping school and hanging out with girls and smoking cigarettes, or else one day you'll grow up and realize you don't know anything about Prometheus. <laughs> Prometheus is uh, the guy who showed human beings fire. Hey, you want to see something cool? <laughs> so he's kind of like an older kid that would hang out at high school. Yeah. Let me show you guys something. And he'd pull out a Bic lighter and just flick it. I got this little book here. Mm-hmm. It's uh, by Heraclitus. He was a ancient Greek philosopher, pre-Socratic, from around 6,000 BC. So that's 
way before a lot of other Greek stuff start culture this started is, happening. Can I just say I love this? You bring a certain you know um, class to this show, and mm-hmm. people tuning in might think, am, "Am I listening to the comedy podcast or am I listening to a uh, a lecture in classics?" Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because and then they go because I'm not hearing any comedy. <laughs> I could well you this I've got this exact fragment from Heraclitus's fragments because it used to be called or the original book was the original thing he wrote was called on I don't know knowledge. leave me alone Smoke I'm writing water. my fragments <laughs> yeah I'm writing my damn fragments over here. I'm writing my uh, incomplete ancient Greek, book they don't they don't talk about this much in history books but the ancient Greeks did talk with thick New York accents. <laughs> Why don't we give this uh, democracy thing a shot? <laughs> Plato, whoa, whoa, I'm walking over here. <laughs> <laughs> that was the laziest. <laughs> so it's just Plato. Combination Plato's, of the two. Yeah, Plato, whoa, Plato's, whoa. <laughs> Plato's in a Plato, car. I'm and there's a man walking and Plato almost hit him with his car. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he sees Plato driving towards him. Plato, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm walking. Everybody's talking to but me. We talk, we mentioned this, but this is funny. This is uh, this is uh, Heraclitus being funny in one of his deep thoughts that he jotted down, 6,000 BC. He's Damn talking it. about Pythagoras. Do you want to hear it right now, Mike? Please, yeah. And I thought this was really funny. It stuck out to me. He says... And these are supposed to be deep philosophical thoughts. (laughs) He says, Pythagoras may well have been the deepest in his learning of all men. And still he claimed to recollect details of former lives, being in one a cucumber and one time a sardine. (laughs) (laughs) If you said that about someone, even to this day in 2020, everyone would be like, damn, that's like... Uh, such you a post good that burn. Di- that gif where those kids all kind of fall backwards, you know, like whoa, <laughs> yeah. Which I never get tired of seeing that gif. It's a, <clears> it's a great gif. gif. Yeah, great gif. It would have been nice if Heraclitus could have uh, had Twitter back then to tweet that. That would have gotten thousands of, of RTs, and Pythagoras yeah. would have been like, "What the fuck?" You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, yeah. And he would quote tweet it and say, "This is actually not true." Um, well, I often think that the three of us empty out a lot of thoughts onto Twitter and Instagram and places like that, and we're yeah. all really super hyper-intelligent men mm-hmm. and uh, very extremely talented. I wonder sometimes if we are not, uh, you know, burn, like burning our chances at being remembered throughout the ages of time because we're just throwing it all away into this trash website. You know, like I, what if we, I, we should be taking off and hiding in the mountains or in a cabin and writing books upon books for pros- yeah. posterity and for people to find in the future, you know? Yeah, I read an article about how um, the way we look back on historical figures from this point forward will be totally different because imagine you could go through all of Hitler's texts. You know what I mean? I wouldn't like, want to, James. We're, we're, I just like I to wouldn't say either. that. I don't want to. But because everything, all these little details are recorded, you know what I mean? All right. these little things mm-hmm. we tweet and text, um, you know, it's uh, it's a lot. 
I can't get the idea of Hitler's text out of my mind, uh, James. And I'm just wondering, mm-hmm. what do you guys think? Do you think Hitler was a, an emoji guy, or did he send GIF responses to to people? <laughs> if, if, if he yeah, had, when had um, when the Allies were making progress, he texted that Michael Scott no uh, GIF <laughs> to a lot of his friends, <clears throat> or when they successfully um, invaded Poland. He mm-hmm. texted the um, the famous gif of um, Carlton doing his Carlton dance. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Just some funny ideas we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, you know? it's good to workshop that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like, what if Karl Marx could tweet? Would oh, he have God. written the Communist Manifesto? Or would he have just gotten all of his pent-up... Uh, frustrations out in a few tweets and then felt satisfied and moved on and had like a big long sandwich for lunch yeah we just think of him as like jeet here that tweeter guy you know it's like <laughs> yeah sort yeah. of a smart guy yeah <clears throat> who knows what, what i'm saying is like <clears throat> even for you personally if you're a, if you're a burning intellectual and you've got world-changing ideas um, maybe you deflate some of your energies by throwing out tweets out there instead of putting it all into a world-changing book. Right. Yeah, but I don't know. Are any of us really going to write a book? <laughs> well, not anymore because we tweet all the time. You're right. You could do. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You could split the difference and just publish a book of your tweets like Dennis Leary did. Um, did he? And, and several comedians do that. Yeah. Ooh. Yikes. Here it is. Well, this is the world we live in. Maybe yeah. I'm being, uh, I'm antiquated and I'm not moving forward with the times. I don't know. Yeah. But I tweet all the time. Whatever. What am I talking about? Did you guys see there was a, a tweet that sort of took off over the past few days where I forget who she was. This woman tweeted like, 2020 has been rough. Pat yourself on the back and, and tweet, you know, tweet your accomplishments. And everyone was like, I... Whatever I wrote a mystery novel, or I had a baby, or I like uh, cleaned the sink, or whatever. Did you mm. guys um, participate in this in this challenge? I honestly hear what you're saying, and I thought Jonathan Torrance tweeted that. Like he tweets really. No, nice, I saw the tweet like Mike's talking about. It was a lady. It was I, a lady. Okay, then a bunch of people are doing that right now okay keep talking sorry well i i was curious i didn't see the lady though i was curious if either of you um responded to that tweet with your accomplishments i did um i did my first kegel exercise this year and (laughs) you know what a lot of men ignore that uh exercise but let me tell you it pays dividends and i do mean dividends well in what way I don't know. You just have a lot of control over that part of your body. Interesting. Like, and is that just in in the boudoir, or is it? Uh... It's in the boudoir. It's in the bathroom. It's when you're standing in line for a latte, mate, cajate, whatever the hell they call it at Starbucks now, <laughs> and you do your kegel exercise. <laughs> and uh, if you're a man, it it just gives you a real strong taint, basically. Which a lot of men out there go, well, "Why do I need a strong taint? What's next on TV?" Blah blah. Well, you do, and a lot of women are starting to notice, and they're starting to appreciate strong taints in men. 
Can I ask James when you're doing your Kegel exercises? Do you pump like do you do you crank some like intense heavy metal music to like to get you all inspired and like in the right? Um, Absolutely, uh, System of a Down, Mindless Self Indulgence, <laughs> Metallica, and um, if you can do the Kegel flexes to um, the beat of uh, Chop Suey by System of a Down, you're doing pretty good, mate. Wow, that's fast. Think about it. Wake up. How's it get to fade away to shake up? You want to? It's pretty fast. Good. You gotta be careful though, not to um, injure yourself. I suppose. Can I ask though, Chris? Did you Mm -hmm. respond to the ladies' um, tweet about your accomplishments, or did you keep that that um, secret? I actually didn't see the tweet you're talking about, which is crazy because I'm on Twitter all day and see every tweet. So right. Uh, Let me think. What uh, What did she? How did she ask it again? It was something like 2020's been, you know, tough, but uh, you know, take a moment, pat yourself on the back and uh, brag about your, you know, your accomplishments. Oh. I didn't no, respond either. I don't have any. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. I'm just going to respond to her. I am going crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> now, uh, Chris, mm-hmm. I don't know if Mike talked to you about this. But mm. the oh, last shit. while, we've been doing a segment at the end of the show mm. called Draft Folder Disasters, where we mm. each read a, a tweet, maybe it's funny, maybe it's really stupid or bad, from our mm. Twitter draft folder that we didn't tweet out. Um, yeah. Do you want to do this? Do you have a draft folder disaster? Uh, do you have things in your draft folder you'd want to say one or two? <laughs> well, my draft is always on my phone. Not on. I don't know how to access it online. Mm. Uh, and I just got a new phone, so you know I haven't been tweeting too long with this phone. Let me see. Uh, no, I do have a couple drafts. All right. Well, why don't we um, launch into this week's edition of Draft Folder? Disasters? Do you choose one or do you no! do a few? No! Whatever you want. It's really loose. Loose as a goose. Do you want to go first, James, or uh, who wants? I only have one that I would like to read out loud, anyways. Okay, I'll uh, I'll go first. Actually, now this is a bit of cheating, but I actually tweeted this last night, uh, late last night, and then deleted it after a minute. But I think that still counts. Oh, I have lots of those. Okay, Um, yeah. I tweeted, "Computer, initiate dream program." And then I deleted it because I had been watching Star Trek The Next Generation and Data said those exact words as he was about to go to bed. And were you also about to go to bed, too? Is that why you... Yes. But I think that would be neat if you could just tell a computer to initiate your dream program. Unfortunately, in this episode, Data was having nightmares for the first time, which he was confused by. But Oh, uh, sorry to hear. Well, it turned out there was sort of a... Oh, boy, an interdimensional bug affecting a lot of the members of the Enterprise, and Data was actually picking up on them through his subconscious in his dreams. So they, they uh, Picard and Geordi LaForge actually went into his dream in the holodeck to try to uncover his unconscious clues. Oh, and it God. included a cameo from Dr. Sigmund Freud. Who played him? Some actor, but they had him, he was talking to him in the holodeck, so... You know, how do they come up with these wild ideas for Star Trek? I really would love to to, uh, to know. Yeah, me too. Me too. So why did you uh, delete it, though, after you Um, I sort of thought it might just <laughs> be very lame. Like, it's funny, but 
maybe you just think I, I you know what I honestly deleted it is because I thought, ew, does this seem like I'm being really wholesome? Like computer initiate dreams. Like, you know what right, I mean? Right. So I thought it made me seem like a wimp. Right. Mike. You made the right call. Oh, okay. I'll, I can go. Now, mine, my uh, my draft folder disaster is a bit of a mystery because it's it's incomplete, which sometimes oh. happens in this segment because, you know, it could be a incomplete tweet, an incoherent tweet, or something you just were a little too shy to, to put out there. So here it is. <laughs> just remembered the time my uncle... And that's uh, where it ends. <laughs> Boy, the possibilities. <laughs> Do you know where you were going with that? Yeah. I, I don't. I I think I know which uncle I was thinking of at the time, but I don't know what. How what's... about taught me how to slam dunk a basketball? <laughs> I think I was going to tweet about the time my great uncle came to visit and made fun of... Uh, made fun of me for being overweight (laughs) 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 and told me i should get a mic he was like look at he was like next time next thing you know you're gonna need a brazier and i was like nine years old and that's so it ruined my ruined my year sort of but uh, that's horrible was he in good shape no he was a little serbian fucking weeble What was his problem? What was what was the deal with this guy? Well, I think he was just a lifelong asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and was this your uncle or great uncle? You great said? uncle, only related through marriage. So we didn't. Oh, we don't share oh. any of the same uh, blood. Just, <laughs> just a little asshole. A little asshole who criticized everyone to their face and was um, this awful man. Yeah, Is he I still hate this alive? guy. No, he passed away, and in his final years, he lost control of his bladder. I feel like you win this round. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to say nice, but, you know, nice. Yeah. (laughs) That's my tweet. (laughs) Uh, Wow. I found this tweet. This is um, during the height of the election tweets going bonkers. Right. uh, The U.S. election. (laughs) <laughs> I I wrote this and then thought nah and it's in my draft folders. I wrote I live in Canada so I voted for a guy named Roy. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Here's an unfinished one too, Mike. So I'll do one. That one was finished and ready to go and I thought nah last minute. And then here's an unfinished one kind of like Mike's uncle one. It goes like this. Let's bring coal mines back to the Appalachian. Hmm. I mean, mountains? Yeah, but Do I you... hate to say it, but there's something so funny to me about the people that live in the Appalachian uh, area. <laughs> They're being like wanting coal mines to come back so bad. <laughs> Were you going to... Uh... Yeah, do you remember like the direction that joke was going? Like, let's bring the coal mines back to Appalachian Mountains. So, these... I can't remember. I think it might have been. Uh, I don't know. Might have been like maybe I, I probably didn't send it because it's probably mean in regards to the stereotype of those. So these uh, young men can die of like coal lung at the age of twenty nine instead of like meth or something. Yeah, which they are dying of. <laughs> Usually. 
another day in the mines and just and smoking. I meth. just want to say to the people listening, I get most of my information from that area of the world from the TV show Justified. So okay. I'm, I'm probably wrong about a lot of stuff. I probably didn't send that tweet because I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> you know, if you yeah. had sent that though, Chris made a joke. Mm-hmm. You, your replies would have been full of pissed off, out of work coal miners who were just ripping you to shreds. It was not sensitive of me. I think it was the time when uh, everybody was talking about the movie. Um, what's it called? Hillbilly Elegy. Oh mm. right. Well, you don't want to piss off coal miner Twitter. No. 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 Yeah. They're tweeting on their phones, getting soot all over the phone. They can barely see the screen. Yeah, a lot uh, of typos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought well, that was a really good segment. I'm glad you guys added it to this thing. Yeah, yeah me thanks, too. Thanks for participating. Um, Do you want to end the show, Chris, by thanking everyone for listening and, and saying goodbye to us? <laughs> I don't know. How do you guys usually do it? Don't you have a thing? I forget. No. You know what, though? And Mike, okay, I'll end it with your theme Mm. song. You made it weird. You made it weird. (laughs) You made it weird. You made it weird. Hi, you made it weird. (laughs) (laughs) That sound like Pete Holmes. Uh, That's good. No. Uh, yeah. I think I think so. That's good. Mm. Any other impressions? Before we sign off, I don't actually practice or do any impressions. So y- what happens is, is you give me an impression and I say it from my gut. Can I just really quickly do one? I don't. I've never done it yeah. before. And, but sure. when I was when we were talking about Corey Feldman, I, I I almost feel like I could do a Corey Feldman. <laughs> yeah, please do it. You, you, you wouldn't believe the stuff that's going on in Hollywood. The stuff that's going on in Hollywood behind closed doors would blow your mind, or something like that. Wow, that very was well done. Really freaking good. You should take that on the road as soon as um, the economy over. opens back up. Yeah, Mike, can you please do one? Who should I do? How about I do Max Wright from Alf? Why don't I just uh, take this bull by the okay. horns? Okay, he played All Willie. Right. Yeah, you've yeah. heard this one. But he played mm-hmm. Willie Loman on Alf. Give me a situation for uh, Willie to be in, and I'll try to do Max Wright. He has to go rescue Alf from a coal mine. <laughs> okay, here we go. <clears throat> Max Wright rescuing Alf from a coal mine. Alf, how did you get in this mine? This whole thing could collapse at any moment. Hold on, I need to do it again. No, that was good. Alf, oh I can't believe you're in this coal mine. It could collapse at any moment. I, That's I've good. Done better. I've that done was really better. good. No, no. Okay, no, no. so my thing is, is like I said, I never practice any impression. I just do it from the gut in the moment, so it either hits or it doesn't. Please give me one, and I will try to just do it off the cuff. Uh, okay. Like, I can do sound effects for days, and I have confidence in that. Impressions, they're more like. I would call it uh, expressionism more because they're a bit abstract. Why don't we do one of each? How about Bradley Cooper? (laughs) 
Maybe that's too hard. It's so nondescript. You're right. That was a horrible, a horrible. Did you see this guy's Bradley like, Cooper? This guy's got yeah. the best Bradley Cooper impression of all. Here's, How here's about the, Bradley hey, Cooper. I'm limitless. I'm yeah. limitless. <laughs> yeah, here's Bradley Cooper. Hey, uh, can I buy a sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> um, Most boring guy. How about a lightsaber fight between Chewbacca and uh, Cliff John... Clavin? And who? Cliff Clavin. Yeah. Okay. Ah, Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> You're you know, I was that... saying to my friend Nam that yeah. uh, these uh, lightsabers uh, actually uh, drain batteries really fast. Ah! Uh, interesting story about where, where, where lightsabers come from. <laughs> I was telling my mom that... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> you know, my uncle actually invented the lightsaber. It's weird that Cliff Clavin in Cheers was probably like 29 or something. <laughs> he's yeah. Yes, he's one of the main voices in Toy Story, but if you look at every single every 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 single Pixar movie, he's got a voice role. What is his in with Pixar? Does he have dirt on them or is he married to someone from Pixar? It's crazy. But John Ratzenberger has the best voiceover residual life ever thanks to right. Pixar. I think he's, even when he's not the star of the show, he's he shows up as a character. I think he pitches and writes all of the scripts. He's like uh, he wrote Toy Story, Monsters Inc., and uh, Cars, especially Cars. Yeah, it could also be a I don't know a Bilderberg Group thing, or you know, he might have it might it might go all the way to Epstein. I don't know. I mean, that's he might know saying. something on these people, and that's why he's right. now doing periodic voiceovers and making he a lot of money. He walked in on the head of Pixar doing something completely satanic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, what, a blood ritual. How, how does his voice go again? Hey, nah, uh, well, Nam. Hey, hey uh, uh, President uh, Pixar. <laughs> oh god oh god see i told you again i wa- I walked in on the president of pixar doing a blood ritual where they take the menstrual bro- blood of a wiccan and uh you know mix it up <laughs> these guys are acting like uh the dionysus is uh <laughs> fo- crazed followers of that. i turned into that weird comedian <laughs> hey what's going on i oh. was in every 80s movie Oh, oh um, that guy Fred something. Yeah, didn't that sound Get like off it? the phone. Get off oh, yeah. the phone. <laughs> was that on uh, Dumb and Dumber? Was, Dumb yeah. and Dumber, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. I did not um, walk in on anybody <laughs> who works uh, for Pixar, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been great for my career had I done that, but... I love the idea of Norm from Cheers just getting a massive payday from seeing some heinous satanic shit. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, all right. God. You want me to do the outro? Or did you have... Yeah, sure. Do the outro and then we can all go to sleep.
This has been such a fun time on the Landlord and Tenant pod mess. Don't you agree? Well, if you do agree, then look them up on Twitter and on Instagram. Follow them. Join their Patreon. Give them money because it's the pandemic and this is what we do. We don't perform live anymore and we're not going into writing rooms and acting on sets as much anymore. So give us money. Join the Landlord and Tenant pod mess. I've been Chris Locke. (laughs) And we've been Michael. And James. And that was Landlord and Tenant Podmas episode 368. <laughs> Call us and uh, if you got any suggestions for any other themes you want us to riff on. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hello, my buds, my pals, my friends, hopefully some new friends. I'm Trisha Black, a queer East Coast comedian living in the big city of Toronto and the host of One More Round with Trisha Black. That's me, the podcast where I sit down and have a drink or two or three with a variety of guests, folks that I want to get to know, people that inspire me and friends who I just adore. It's kind of like an East Coast kitchen party, except if that kitchen were a studio and the conversation was the party. Brought to you by the Sonar Network. One more round with Trisha Black is available every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your sweet pods. So grab a drink and stick around for one more round. See what I did there?